is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand of Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. What's up? Good Wednesday to you. Welcome into Talkin' Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. I am Rob Phillips, hosting for Bill Jones. Brian Broaddus, as always, across the table from me. Hello, hello. Mickey Spagnola to my right. Good morning. Kit Garrison, the Garrison next door, producing as always. Hi, Kent. Howdy. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Aggie's out there. Yes. Gigum, and welcome back to practice, Dallas Cowboys. It's a regular week for once, although that's going to change next it's gonna week. It's going to change. Not for long. <laughs> it's yeah. going to change for Get the ready. next couple weeks. With Thanksgiving coming up and then another Thursday game after that. But uh, normal Wednesday practice, getting set for the Atlanta Falcons, a noon kickoff in Atlanta this Sunday. Outdoors in the frozen tundra. Today? Yeah. Yeah, looks like they're set up for that, huh? Sun's out. Surprised he's practicing outside today? I was, Would they play indoors? I was a little disappointed that he was when yeah, I saw I was, the water bottles out there. I was the going to bring a bigger coat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I mean, why do you think he's doing that? Because it's it, Wednesday. It's Wednesday, and but he's he's practiced indoors before, uh, you know, this year. So, but I, I just with an in, with an indoor game this weekend, I was just kind of wondering why he would. Because what's going to happen is, is guys are going to bundle up, and they're probably not going to bundle up during the game. Mm-hmm. So you kind of wonder, you know, if you were if you were to play indoors, maybe you could be a little bit more how you're going to dress for a game. Mm-hmm. Just my thought there. They'll probably be inside Thursday and Friday, yeah. as is their custom. He'll say it's a beautiful day, and he's not wrong. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. Hey, any, you know, any day that you practice football outside and it's not 105 degrees, you know, why not? But I don't know. It just kind of, it's, a little, it's something a little bit different to think about. It's football, right, Rob? Got to play in the elements. That's right, Mickey. He's not going <laughs> to. They're not going to play in the elements, though. But yeah. they're going to practice in the elements. Is it? Is it a toughness thing? Hey, it's thirty degrees, but we're you know we're not going to go run inside. Well, I can understand it. You know, if you're going to play, getting ready for the Giants, or if that Eagles game was later in the year, you know, or having to go to Washington again, something like that. I can get it. I just kind of like to. I would practice in the conditions that I think that my team's going to play in. That's just me, but he, he's the head coach. I'm not. so That's fair. Uh, we'll hear from Jason Garrett at 1035 Central Time directly after this show. We don't know what the injury situation will be, but do you have an idea, Mick, of guys that might be limited or sitting out or coming back? Oh, I thought you had the Atlanta I, release. I, I didn't don't, get the release. What I, happened? I was counting on you for that. Did, I, 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 I was going to ask it. for that. Huh? I never came. You came in last night. Not to my oh the Atla- the Atlanta release. The Atlanta uh, release. I haven't seen it. I yeah, seen it. That's what's a, the deal? It's okay. We got ours. They're being secretive. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> Either that, or our department's not doing a very good job, <laughs> or I didn't take the time to go like search for it. Uh, injuries? Yeah. What do you expect from practice today? I don't think much changes from last week at all. I, I mean, I haven't I'm trying seen to think of who would be different. Evidence. Well, we. Taco is a guy. Taco I would be to a guy. Yeah, we need Monday. to ask about Taco. That's, I think that's the key one. 
because everything had to it was like a chess match moving guys around with him missing right uh i bet connor needs another week think so well, I mean, Randy Gregory missed two weeks with the scope. He now, was, I don't know he, if he well, was as bad as this. He didn't practice. You're right. He didn't practice for two weeks. Now, he was a game-time decision regardless, yeah, but, right? He did warm up. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe so, especially with another I mean, with a short game coming up next same. week. Everybody's not the same. And, you know, Williams was walking around, I thought, a lot better than Randy was after the first week. Uh, I can't imagine David. I mean, we haven't seen David Irving, have we? No. So I can't imagine he's. It's kind of his career, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I did see him at lunch. I think you did. Yeah, boot. He's still in a boot. I think that was him. Was he yeah. off the scooter? <laughs> yeah, he was walking around. So okay. that, that, that was him. Which it's kind of hard to miss him. I'm pretty sure that was him. Yeah. Uh, it was from a distance. And I, I mean, Sean <laughs> Lee. I can't imagine he makes it till. Need after. to worry. Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, you need to worry about the calf injury, too, with Ross. Right. Because that's a defensive tackle again. That causes you to have to move guys around as well. Tyrone Crawford's just, hey, He'll wherever. play where he has to play. Yeah. That's I just... mean, he started at defensive end. Then he had to move inside uh, when Malik Collins went down because Ross wasn't there either. Mm-hmm. By the fourth quarter, he was back at right end. And then he had to go back to right end because Collins came back. Right. And Demarcus Lawrence, who normally gets somewhat of a break, got no break. He played 56 of 59 snaps. They uh, needed him to that Armstrong, game. And Armstrong had to go yeah. to the right side then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that uh, his injury affected. And, and I bet Randy Gregory, and I, I know he played 40 snaps. I bet that's a, a season high. And, and so they, everybody got a little bit extended uh, in that fourth quarter. Best game he's played, you think? Randy Gregory? Yeah. Well, he had a sack, but yeah. I don't know what else. Just yes. being active, being around the See, ball. See, uh, he's had some games. I think he had a four-tackle game earlier in the year or he had three tackles for loss or something like that. I'm trying to remember that game off the top of my head. In more limited snaps, Yeah, but too. He, he didn't yeah. have the sacks, but he had he had a tackle for loss, a, a few of them. And, you know, so, yeah, to me, I, I'm just – I've always kind of been waiting for Randy Gregory. I've always, you know, that's another one of those that I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's got his life in order. You know, I'm, I hope he continues on the path he does. But maybe maybe I thought too much of Randy Gregory. You know, maybe I thought too much of the ability and, and uh, you know, and what he's done. But, again, he's, he's back. He, he, you know, that's something that I never thought it would happen to begin with. Well, maybe some of it's that, that – outliers book you know you got to have the time on task to be yeah fulfilling your potential i, I love the sack you know missed I mean, two years basically yeah i love the sack but i mean i'd <laughs> like to just see more i'd like yeah. to see you know and and if he plays 40 plays make me remember five of those plays don't make me remember one you know so i i, I i'd have to say that you know to me you know, they need him out there though i mean they need him as part of they need taco out there too as part of the rotation because i don't know, to me I think I think it affects I think it affects uh, Lawrence when Crawford's not inside. You know they can team up together and get sacks. You know mm-hmm. the way they they have the, the the push and the and the and the the twist stunts and things like that. I, you know I, I think that that hurts that hurts uh, that hurts Lawrence a little bit. You know I I don't know if I don't know if if the shoulder thing is really hurting him. Has he? Do you think you guys? You think he's played as well? I mean, I'm not saying as well. Um, I think he's played well, but I'm not saying he hasn't had the the pressure. 
of the sacks that you know with since we've kind of found out about this shoulder injury yeah um I, I look at the Tennessee game where a lot of the pressure they got in the sacks they got were based off of his push his push inside yeah. um not so sure about this game I think he's been pretty he the sacks aren't there as they were last year I forget right. where he's at right now it's five and a half yeah I, that? I, Demarcus he's six and a half six, six and, and a half. half okay I, I still think he's been productive and I think you spoke to this the other day he's He's relentless against the run, and that, 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 that doesn't always show up. That, that's incredible how he plays against the run. Yeah, that is incredible how you know he's you know when you start talking about paying complete guys, you know, and you say, oh, what does he do? Well, he 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 plays the run and the pass. That's the reason why you would pay that guy. They love his motor, and he never takes a playoff. And and I no. think as Mickey said, he almost played the whole game the yeah. other night. Usually, the you know his snaps are in the you know. They work 50. Yeah, they rest him during the week, too, to try and keep him fresh. He's got 10 tackles for losses. He leads the team in that category. That's really good. That's his run play. And and here's the perspective on it. The next guy with the most tackles for losses is Jalen Smith with four. Yeah. So uh, he's done a heck of a job with that. Uh, 27 total tackles, so that's the most by any of the defensive linemen. And six and a half sacks. Yeah, twenty quarterback pressures, by the way. Yeah, which also leads the team. That's good. And Randy make, Gregory's second with thirteen. Yeah, so he needs to just start cashing in. He needs to, yeah, finish a few of those. That's where I mean, like I say, I, I thought it was a great rush the other day that he had. You know, Jason Peters did exactly what you have to do against Jason Peters. Take him out, take him outside, and then bring him back. Mm-hmm. And then you know, you do that to him, you got a shot. But yeah, I, I would like to think that okay, you know, hey, you know, have some, have some stats, have a couple more tackles for loss, have a have a sack or two more, you know, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. I think would 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 help, you know, me look at him a little bit in that, in that light. Speaking of tackles for loss, did you see who won NFC Defensive Player of the Week? That was my next question because I checked it last night and it wasn't up yet. Well, so te- it finally came out. <laughs> Tell us. No, I didn't see it. It wasn't up yet. I'm guessing it was Leighton Vander Esch. Leighton Vander Esch is the first Cowboys rookie since 2010 to win that award. And that's, you know, that's a pretty distinctive honor. Uh, that's the best player in the entire conference on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, according to Coach's film, 19 tackles he was credited with. That's the most ever given to a Cowboys rookie defender. So the NFL Jesus site had him for 13 for the game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So somewhere they found six more. They, they found assists. He had Assist. 13 solo credited Th- by the 13 league. 13 solo, yeah. and, and it, then... That went to 15, and then he had four assists. Okay, and did you get to the bottom of how he got yes, more tackles? I did. They cheated him the week before. Okay. That's why the t- remember I told you the total yeah. wasn't right. Yeah, you thought maybe he got he really got 22 right. credited. It was yeah. 19 and there was three tackles the week before that uh he didn't get credit for that when they went over the coaches film, they filled in those. So uh so that's why the total didn't add up. Huh. Hmm. <clears throat> he's he's <laughs> it's amazing how he's played. 96 it, tackles already. Yeah. It's amazing how he's played, and that you know that is a, it's a credit to him. It's a credit to the scouting staff. They they you know, we talk about guys like Jason Witten and back in the day that you had a vision for what the player is. They obviously had a vision for what this guy was. Mm-hmm. The rookie record for tackles in a single season, Dexter Coakley in '97, he had 136. Yeah. So if he keeps playing the snaps he's playing with seven more games to go, 
yeah, he, he may get there. They're going to need him to have every one of them, too. Yeah. The, the third most, which he'll probably get soon, uh, Michael Downs in 81 had 110 as a safety. Mm. Yeah. Do you think – was he their guy – kind of all along in the pre-draft process I, I thought so they identified him I, pretty early it was I think we were having draft shows in March and I and I got to the point where I just said they're taking Vander Esch it's just too much I mean I remember you saying it, that. no and, and, and I did it kind of in a, in a flippant way you know just saying they're going to take Vander Esch and then the more you dug in you know it started adding up you know the visits and the the pre-draft visits and the workouts and, you know, and him visiting at the combine and all that. And you're just sitting there thinking, okay, where does Van Der Esch fall on the board? If you rank the guys of where they fell, where they took him is right where a lot of people had him. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it was, you know, it was pretty evident. I just think there were too many things pointing to him being the pick. Yeah. And then, but then the, the, the overlying thing was the thing with Sean Lee you know that 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 they just couldn't they couldn't be held hostage anymore with that and you know I love Sean Lee but you know playing playing 10 games playing 11 games every you know you can't those six games I mean there's a difference there there's five or six there's a difference there you need him and you need somebody and I'll tell you what the fact it's been a perfect combination for him because Look what they've really done back-to-back with these linebackers. If you look at the last couple they've drafted mm-hmm. with Jalen Smith. And Jalen Smith has played – you know, he didn't get enough credit for how well he played in that game. I know Leighton Vanderish made uh, rookie or the uh, defensive player of the week, but, my gosh, Jalen Smith was just as good. You know, coverage, coverage, tackle for tackle loss. For, I mean, he, he was just – you know, there, there are things – the fourth down, the fourth and one play, who made mm-hmm. that stop right there? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's a pretty pretty special player as is. So if you were to, and and by the way, we got calls in camp wondering already is he was he a good pick? Is he a bust, Vanderesh? Because of course you did. Well, Brian makes a great point about Sean. They had to project the fact that injuries are a part of his history. Yeah. Uh, but I think a lot of fans thought, well, maybe Vanderesh isn't going to play a lot as a rookie. Yeah, and you need to, you know, you're trying to win now. Can you find a guy that can help you? Well, especially when this team didn't have anybody at receiver. Yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden, and, and again, you're going to play against a guy last this next week or this week that you had a chance to to draft. Mm-hmm. So that's where the questions, and especially how fast Calvin Ridley started this year. You know, yeah, and the fact that they didn't have a receiver, I, I think that's where the questions were coming from. Well, they told you what the plan was. No one wanted to believe it. Well, I think what other, was the plan? That we're going to yeah, have go three linebackers to play two spots and not overextend anybody. And at that time, you still hadn't seen Jalen Smith, and, and, and there was no assurance he was going to play the way he's playing right now. That's a good point. In April. Yep. You still had to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and then all of a sudden, he blossomed by May and June. Uh, and then the worry about, you know, and they started the season. Remember, he missed quite a bit of time in training camp, right? And the preseason games. I think he only played in one. Maybe. Yeah, the hamstring. He did or not growing, right? Uh, growing, yeah, yeah growing. Yeah, did, San Francisco. Think, yeah, tackle on the sideline. Because when we came back here for practice, when yeah. they carried camp over here, I don't think he took part in no. anything here. No. And so you didn't see him, but did you notice in the first game he was out there, and they started that little bit of rotation, yeah. not as much as they did the second, third, and fourth game. Mm-hmm. And they started doing it. Uh, and, and, you know, unfortunately, 
there's only I mean you got to play Sean Lee. Yeah. You know, and it gets hurt, but now it's paying off. So yeah. sometimes you just got to wait and not jump to instant conclusions like you got a microwave in your head. Answer, okay. See if Mickey will answer the question about our what our mailbag was about Jalen Smith. We had a question this morning. Go to DallasCowboys.com to read me and Brian's answers. But uh, Jalen Smith's progress, do you get the feeling or have you been told that he is 100% now coming off that knee injury from college? You know, I haven't asked since because it hasn't been an issue. Right, right. Um, That's kind of what we said. I mean, it it would almost be scary if he's playing at 90 or 95, meaning he's got 5% more of physical ability in him. I wrote it that way. I mean, I, I still think there's things, you know, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I bet it's not 100%. No, I don't think it is either. I think there's, I think there's room for him to even be better. Mm-hmm. I really do. It's good enough that he has told us in the past, you know. He'll tell you he's 100%. Well, he, he said but, that he's but not. But you being... watch him play at Notre Dame. I mean, he, he, was, he, is an, he was an unbelievable player at Notre Dame. And he's, he's developing in, you start to see those traits you saw at Notre Dame. The combination of the the recognition with just that elite athleticism that he has for his size, you know, and we're seeing it. Like we, some of the coverage that he's he's doing, his his movements are better. I know it's good enough that he's told us in the past. I'm I'm not getting checked for the regeneration of the nerve anymore. Right. Which, I wonder if they do though. Well, that's what he says. I bet you he has follow ups. I mean, like every once in a while. Yeah, let's, maybe. let's see where it's at. Yeah. Not how it used to be though. And he's he's not wearing the brace anymore, which clearly I think that probably restricted him a little bit in terms of his movement. It's like wearing a ski boot. <laughs> you know, it it wasn't that big though. Yeah, but, no, but it, it was but just it kind was of a cumbersome. Wrap, but you tape you tape that thing up and it looks like they used seven rolls of tape to get his shoe on, you know, and yep. that no telling what else they have to do inside the sock. You know, or outside the sock, whatever they're doing there. So you can't feel great. Yeah, yeah. It, clearly, they, there were times he had problems. I mean, the burst wasn't there, and I don't. No, like he I took said, all those baby steps to take a big step. Yeah. Now he doesn't do that anymore. They, he to, goes to, to the credit of Doctor Cooper and Britt Brown and those guys, and and the credit to him, the player. You know, they they had a plan for what they were going to do, and they and they said it. They, 2018 was going to be the start of what you were going to see with Jalen Smith, and they're right. Jalen Smith clearly is a better football player than he was last year, and last year I thought he made incredible strides. This year, he, he you know, he, he, you talk about the things he could do, the coverage, the blitzing, the tackling, the physical point of attack play. You know, that's why you draft a guy like that, man. They took a huge risk, huge risk. And you had to, you had to also factor in last year he hadn't played football for a year and yeah. three quarters, yeah. basically. If that injury was in the first of January, yep. and he start playing in September, that's a long time. The next year, not that year, the next year. Yeah, I mean, what we were told was anything he gives you in 2017 is kind of gravy. Yeah, you know? because this is the year, and this has been the year. Yeah, I mean, he's. I been... think he can even get better. Yeah, I really do. I mean, you watch him play, and there, there's some incredible things he does right now. But you're thinking, oh man, he's he's gonna he's gonna get that feeling back again. That he and he's starting to. He really is, and I can say Vanderesh gets a lot of credit and well deserved for last week. I think Jalen Smith was just as good as he was playing a linebacker last week for the Cowboys. Zeke didn't win Offensive Player of the Week. He, I guess not. I didn't see who won it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's up for the FedEx Ground Award. Chubb. 
When that maybe the guy from Cleveland, yeah, I watched maybe. him on, on. Yeah, he had one run of ninety-five yards. That's, that's I saw that, that get one. You in. Yeah. yeah, get you in. It ain't ninety-nine though. <laughs> no, it's not quite Tony D. Uh, but that was against Atlanta, by the way. Yeah, Sunday's opponent. Let's uh, let's take our first break. Talk a little Falcons. Maybe that matchup. that's why they're thirtieth against the run. Maybe so. Or was it against the pass? I can't remember. They, what? they were really bad in one category. They're bad against defensively. the pass. That too. Why don't you uh, only take our break and you tell us why next on Talking Cowboys, Mickey. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are a American made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to talking Cowboys. Pick your plays, not your wedgies. Tommy John is the most comfortable underwear on the planet and comes backed by a no wedgie guarantee, Rob. Mm. Because if you suffer one in your Tommy Johns, they'll give you your money back guaranteed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Way to stick that landing, Mick. Wedgies. Wedgies. Had a good wedgie for a touchdown the other day, though. Yeah? Nice job with the Cowboys wedging that one in. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. They blew those guys off the ball. I don't ever get to write much about quarterback sneaks, but I got to write a little bit about that one. That was pretty good. That was good. And, yeah. the, and the blocking on the one-yard run, too. Yeah. Between, I think it was uh, Martin and uh, Olawali, I saw make a block. Yeah, Olawali. That's, that's, a, that's a first for him. Who are you? Ooh, he had a nice. He had a block. Another that was a great game for him because he had a block on the on the uh, fake punt. I don't know. I don't know if if 
Now, to me, when they snapped a ball to Heath, Heath kind of made a determination. It's like, I am not going to be stopped here. I mean, he, he put his head down and was going to get those two yards. But I asked him afterwards, I said, were you worried about getting a penalty? And he said, as many times as I've been rammed by somebody's head, they better not have called that. <laughs> nah, he put his head down. But Olawale got the key block right there. He and March Lillard, really nice job. Matter of fact, I... Kent, I think if we get our studio back today, I'm going to break that one down for everybody. So. There you go. Great. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, I thought you were going to tell them to flash it up there right now. No, I mean, I'll, I'll break it down for you on DallasCowboys.com. I could do it right now, but we'll do a full film room session. Yeah, I'll do full film room today. 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 Oh, Check that out. Yeah. I look forward to that. We had a little power outage yesterday. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we got our show in here, but yeah. uh, it was a little later we're, than usual. We're pretty much the only thing that we could do yesterday was podcast. So, yeah. oh man, cheers to everyone that stuck with us through yeah. all that. Yes, thank you, Kent, for the help and the crew. Uh, Olawali, did he also have a seal block? Oh, on I did. Zeke's thirty-five. Run. Yeah, the long run on, on yeah. the left sideline, though. You got Olawali got a block, and actually Rico Gathers got a block on that Ooh. one. How about that, Rico Magic? <laughs> you know what? I think I saw Rico in there for a play that he was the only tight end in there. That was the play. Was that it? Yeah, it was twenty. It was uh, twenty-one personnel. All right, and that was. And they they said okay, but the thing about it, the play was initially I think supposed to go to the right, and they had Rico on the left, but uh, Zeke with the vision all the way back. But hey, give Rico credit. He he, he turned his guy turned his guy out, <laughs> and that's what you got to do. Got ten snaps. Turn it out. That's he's, good. He's coming along. Better than Noah Brown. See, that's right, last night we, we had we had Noah Brown discussion last night. Mickey's least favorite draft pick of the last of the modern century. No, I mean, it wasn't I, you just the you least can't favorite stand it. Draft pick. It was everybody was talking about how good he was because he blocks, and then he maybe it was because he hadn't played for uh, a whole year. He had a couple penalties. I appreciate he, somebody else being critical and miss block <laughs> and miss blocks. He was getting crushed on the line of scrimmage. Wasn't his best game. Hadn't played all year. I know, and I give him that. Yeah, They like him. I'm sure they're going to keep giving him opportunities. I'll tell you what. But when you saw him come in the game, what did you think was going to happen? A run. Okay. Garrett tells us something that's pretty interesting, though. He'll tell you sometimes tendencies are a good thing. Because somebody will guess, and then they guess wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and they don't do that every time he's in the game. But he does – he has – if you want to talk about something he's done well as a rookie, he was a good run blocker in the run game for Ezekiel Elliott. Am I wrong about that? It's a big pan that that crack toss though. They had that thing blocked well, with the exception of his block. Yeah, it I mean, wasn't they, the they, best. They had everything done the right way, and he goes in there and holds. You, you can't do that though. False start too, right? <laughs> Yeah, terrible false well, he, start. Well, he motion illegal. It was yeah, illegal motion. motion. That's what yeah, it was. He, he, yeah, he headed towards the line of scrimmage. He thought he was playing in the CFL or arena I ball. I saw him. I was like, "What's he doing?" <laughs> San Jose SaberCats. Yeah, the, the SaberCats versus the Rattlers. <laughs> Can't go forward. <laughs> it was. It was like one of those things that Nate and I were watching the studio, and 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 Nate, and Nate, you know, he's like, "Oh, he's going towards the line." <laughs> Nate screams, and I'm like, Nate, yeah, the official heard him. Yeah, Nate was like, why is he going to the line? Just yelling at him. So y'all had a spirited happy hour yesterday, huh? At Concrete Cowboy? Yeah, they had a lot of people there, but we didn't get to talk to them. No one could hear us. No, except the people listening on it. It might have been good. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all get into it? A little bit. Fun. A little bit. Yeah, it's always going to be spirited. You know, when you talk about this team, there's things that they do well. There's things they don't do well. I mean... Hell, if we all agreed about this team, it'd be a sad show every day, mm-hmm. you know? And that's – you don't want a sad show. And did, did you notice going back to uh, Brown is that uh, they they changed that up 
Yeah. They decided it's better to go two tight yeah. ends. Let's get back into three wide personnel. receivers yeah. and one blocker out of those three. Yeah. They made an adjustment. Yeah. Tommy John. That's, yeah. your that's your transition <laughs> to last year's Atlanta game. Oh, no. Do we have to talk about that one? By the way, uh, yeah, the eight sacks given up were obviously the most Dak has been sacked in his young career. People say he was broken after that. You believe that? Buy into that? I don't think a guy no. with that type of mental no. toughness is broken. No. Uh, but it, it, it did signal the downfall of that season, and they haven't found a consistency offensively yet this year. So, I mean, Brian, you talk about what they've done well, what they need to do better. Yeah. Did you see enough from this last game that this, they can carry this over and possibly get a second straight win for the first time this season? Oh, you know, if you think about what Atlanta does defensively, you know, I mean, Mickey gave you the numbers, thirty against thirtieth against the pass. They haven't gotten the pressure that they have in the past. You know, that, that was a, that was one of those strange games. That's never seen a game quite yeah, like that. one. I, Gail Sears was a great player. He scored six touchdowns one time in the game. Man, that's a strange. It's one of those. Strange, I watched every one of them. Yeah, strange game. Yeah, but you know, I mean, this is to me, you know, Dallas. If it gets back to where okay, that you know, with you got Suafilo playing guard. You're going to be physical up front. You're going to get uh, you're going to get Amari Cooper going again. It looks like these receivers are kind of finding a little bit of the stride right now. Quarterback standing there throwing the ball. We've seen it. Mickey's been calling for it. When the quarterback is protected, he can throw the football. And I think that that you know this is a crew that last year, yes, did they beat you up? But you had a lot of problems on that offensive line. You know, at that at that time with that left tackle. You know, that was a big, 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 big problem. But, and they didn't help him quickly enough. They yeah, didn't and they'll make an adjustment. That. They'll admit that. They'll admit it. But they, I don't think that that, you know, to me, you handle Vic Beasley. You handle uh, uh, Tank McKinley. You, you handle those guys. I mean, you know, that's where, to me, that this game is really going to kind of hinge. You know, block those guys. Because, to me, I don't see, I don't see the Falcons playing great coverage. I, I don't. I, this Robert Alford that they have is, you know, he played well in the Super Bowl. He gives up a lot of plays. I mean, a lot of plays. And, and I'm going to take my chances. If I've got – I went back and watched all these receivers play against some all the, the big-time receivers, the A.J. Greens and those guys of the world. Mm -hmm. He can't cover those guys. And I damn sure believe he can't cover Amari Cooper. So, you know, I'm going to take my chances there. And I'm going to take my chances that Cole Beasley is going to match up well and – you know, and then you're going to get Gallup going. And, you know, we've seen some things. We've seen some positive things from that. The Philadelphia game gave me some encouragement with their ability to throw the football. Because we talked about this. Philadelphia's secondary was compromised. Well, the secondary doesn't look very very good either. How many sacks do you think they have right now? Atlanta? As a team. Uh, 22. Yeah, I'll say 20. So they had eight <clears throat> against the Cowboys last year, right? right? They got 22. In one game. I bet. They got 17. There we go. Where's that rank? Not high. I haven't gone Damn near through the, bottom. the whole thing. Yeah. That's got to be last. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You find and they a, had yeah. eight. Yeah. Find a way to block these guys. Six Miss of them went to New England, right? They're missing Adrian Claiborne. Yeah. God. Career performance by him that day. Well, he had four. Going into the game? No, I think in the game. Or did he have six? He had six. six. He had six. Yeah. Five against Chaz Green, I believe. Four or five against Green, and then another one or two against Byron Bell, and right. then they had another. He's playing well at guard for a, another <laughs> loop inside. Yeah, exactly. That's the shoulder shrug emoji. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. who's yeah. playing well at guard? 
Byron, Byron Bell, Bell, believe it or not, is with, playing well at guard. For, I can't believe that. <laughs> for the Packers, he is. I watched is. a little bit of him the other day. Did they lose a whole bunch of guys? And oh, no. Had they're, no other they're, choice? They, were down to, they were down to it, and he's kind of come in there and gave them a little bit of stability. So it's kind of a – that's the NFL. Packers yeah. and the Redskins seem to have the most offensive line problem. They always seem to be banged Giants. up up front. Giants as well. Yeah. Cowboys are this year too. Yeah, um, they've had their share. But you know what? And speaking of their pass defense, I, I'm looking right here. They, they're giving up almost 300 yards passing a game, 294.4. Yeah. I, I said it yesterday, six six games, I believe, where they've given up three touchdown passes and we're in a row. Mm-hmm. So they're struggling. They're struggling on the back end. And, you know, that's you got to take advantage of that, though. You know, if you've got now, if you've got this receiving core the way it is, you got it pared down, it's looking good, it's running routes, it's catching the football, it's finishing, go go take this game from these guys. And teams have completed 70% of their passes yeah. against them. Their, their saving grace is their offense. That's well, that's the flip side of this thing. Yeah, they're going to outscore everybody. Yeah, you know, yeah. they, they did not play well against Cleveland offensively. But no. before that... Uh, we've talked about how good Washington's been defensively. Yeah. They dominated Washington. Sure did. And uh, so with Sarkeesian in his second year as the offensive coordinator over there, they're starting to look like what they were doing a couple years ago going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Nate, and that, that worries you. Yeah, Nate, I mean, Nate made a good point last night, though, and it's taken a little bit. It's taken more time. When, when they had Shanahan as a play caller, I mean, he was excellent. He and Matt Ryan were Boy, lockstep the way they 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 call the game and the way he executed the game. Sarkeesian has taken a little bit more time, I think. And you know, you're right, the second year, but there's just so many weapons. You know, you're dealing with that Julio Jones and Sanu, and 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 then they they draft Ridley. You know, he's a really nice player. That I mentioned the tight end Austin Hooper. I think he had several catches against the Cowboys last year. You got to worry about him on the waggles and the boots. You know, Matt Ryan still is a very, very capable quarterback. He, he, you know, he'll surprise you with his ability to move, to move in the pocket and make throws. So, you know, the Cowboys, uh, you know, it, this could very well be a game that ends up like I watched the Cincinnati-Atlanta game where it came down to the last possession and both teams are in the 30 scoring. And, you know, here I'm saying the Cowboys in the 30 scoring, but, you know, they're capable of with now with what we've seen, you know. So – I just feel like, though, it, it, a lot of this game is going to be about can the Cowboys get one or two extra stops? You know, that's where you can't let them just score four, uh, four drives and score three times. You, you got to have, you know, if you get. And the Cowboys have been playing really well in the red zone if, or down when you do goal yeah. to gold situation, yep. too. So that's saved them in some of these games. So hopefully they can continue to do that. Because you know, the, the, and they've been getting off the field, too, Mick. Yeah. You know, uh, Better, except for that Tennessee game, which was oh, they were unheard awful. of. Yeah, that was a, that was bad. But See you look, them, go ahead. Well, you look at Atlanta, and they're converting. I think they were converting over fifty percent of their third downs, and their third and longs was like half half of them they're completing. Yeah. So and got, that's and that's what Tennessee did to you. You get yes, you got to yeah, find third, a way. Seven plus, they were yeah. Got to find a way to get off the field. So the misconception is because the score ended up twenty seven seven, right? It was ten seven at halftime. Yeah, that last that, year against Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, that they just you know just had gobs of yards and Ryan only passed for two hundred and fifteen yards, two fifteen. Yeah, they had three thirty six total yards. Now he was twenty two of twenty nine. Yeah, but you know it wasn't like he, they just smoked him. 
And, yeah, that Hooper guy had six catches for 49 and a touchdown. So you have to be if you're the if you're the Cowboys and after, and I, I know Zach Ertz is a special player. Don't get me wrong, but if you're the Atlanta, you're thinking, okay, how can we match up? What, yeah. what, what are they doing tight end-wise, or what are they doing coverage-wise? Is this going to be a game where you're going to see, again, is it going to be Jeff Heath? Is it going to be Xavier Woods? Is it going to be linebackers? You know, how, do you, how do you play against Hooper? Because he's on the move a lot, mm-hmm. and, that's, and when you get a guy that's on the move, then it's kind of hard to cover that guy because if he's stationary, you could say, okay, that's our guy. But if he's moving, if he's, you know, they run traps. They do it like they do with Jeff Swain. They run traps with him. Uh, they bring him across the formation. They run the waggles, the boots. They'll sit him down in the middle of the field. You know, there's a lot of things that they do with this guy. Did they? Did you see from watching the, this last week game against Cleveland, did they do anything to try to take Julio away? Did they play more cover two, try to, that try was, to that was, allow underneath stuff with that, Hooper? That's what they were trying to do. That's what they really, you know, they, they now like to say, where and Mickey's described this as well too when they play that cover two stuff, and all of a sudden you're having to carry that Mike linebacker because you're playing your safeties wide. You know, instead of playing them on the hash, you're taking your safeties and you're playing them out to try and help on the deep outside. Right. You know, to to, to carry those guys. Julio they, Ridley. Yeah, and yeah. now and now all of a sudden it opens the middle of the field and. The thing that Matt Ryan will do is he will take some shots in the middle of the field. You know, get ready for the crosser, crosser, crosser. Get ready for the picks. Get ready for the the the, the deep down the field shots. You know, and he he'll throw the ball in the middle of the field. So, if you know, I, I don't think you can give these guys free access in routes. If this was the old, if this was the old Rob Ryan scheme, you would probably see, you would probably see Byron Jones traveling with Julio Jones in this game, but. These guys, Chris Richard and Rod Marinelli, more about play your side and, and play that way. So for Julio Jones, would you take if he caught six passes for fifty-seven yards? Would you take that? No right touchdowns, now? right? Because he's he's had and, touchdowns and, his last two games, which has been a problem. no touchdowns last year against yeah. the Cowboys. The the touchdowns were to Hardy. Uh-huh. Is that a tight end? Too? No, he's a wide receiver. wide receiver. Justin Hardy, number fourteen. Hooper, and he's, then Coleman had a one-yard run. Yeah, but he only had. Six, I don't know how they covered him. I don't remember. Six for 57. I'd take that right now. Yeah. He averaged nine and a half yards a catch. So all that stuff was underneath. The problem was they weren't getting any pressure mm-hmm. on Ryan. He got sacked once, and they only had four pressures. Yeah. Out of 29 snaps. Yeah. Got to do better than that. No yeah. doubt about it. Uh, all right, let's take our final break. When we come back, by the way, 888-855-2297 is the number. we got about 20 minutes left in the show if you'd like to join us. We'll keep talking Atlanta and a couple changes that have been made in the last couple weeks that are seem to be paying off for the Cowboys next. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... 
and get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now, more for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? Jack Black is the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Get your Jack Black Playmaker. That means four JB faves plus a full-size lip balm for just 10 bucks with free shipping at getjackblack.com. And if you use that code COWBOYS, you get that discount. Oh, way to go. Thank you, Mickey. I was expecting some kind of different finish from you there yeah, that was just yeah that's okay we'll just go straight here for a while. good job just reading that liner appreciate it welcome back to talking cowboys inside the swbc morgan studio rob brian mickey kent for a few more minutes and let's go to the phone lines jim in pasadena you're up first what's up man good morning rob how are you good how are you i'm good hey uh looking at tape and uh just letting the condensed copy go no huddle letting the game run and Holy cow, the first half, I can't say that our offense did play well. I think uh, Dak had a horrible first half, missed an open Beasley and, and Zeke and uh, Cooper down the sidelines. I think it went until the last drive that we even got Zeke going. Uh, and then I'm looking at the second half, and it's a totally different game. Dak really had a good second half, and I'm wondering if there was changes uh, in the play calling. Does it seem like Cooper kept us in the game first half? And then I'm noticing on defense, tell me your thoughts, please. Uh, when we blitzed, we got no pressure. It was Jalen Smith up the middle, and they had it stoned. And then um, in the secondary, we can't seem to stop the play-action scene pass. They just killed us with that maybe five or six times in the course of the game. Your thoughts on that? How do we defend that? And if you got any thoughts on what do we want to make Matt Ryan do and what do we want to take away from him? Thanks, guys. Thanks for the call, Jim. It's like a, a whole pregame show. Make we go through there. there. <laughs> Let me write it down. What was the last one about how to Matt make Ryan. Matt Ryan uncomfortable? Yeah. yeah. The scene pass stuff too is you know that that's something that has been that's all year, right? That's been all year. That's something that's not new, and that's when we talk about playing the cover two stuff. That's why you play. You know, people will you play cover two to try and kind of take away that, you know, putting a guy on the hash, but if you play the you play the guys wide, then that's gonna kinda open up some space. They play a ton of single high, which means that you're not gonna, you know, you're gonna have to make a determination 
which way the, the safety, you know, now you would like to say, okay, cheat. If a guy's killing you in a game, you'd like to cheat his way. Mm-hmm. But that's something, I mean, that's something that when they play that single high, that's, that's been a problem, you know? But I think, again, though, that's a, that, that player, that player that, that you had to face in Philadelphia, he's one of the best in the league when it comes to running that stuff, though, mm-hmm. going up the middle of the field like that. I'll agree on Dak and missing some passes early. Uh, you know, I think there's a couple that he'd like to have back. I think that, uh, you know, the, the pass that bothered me the most was the one that went up the sidelines to uh, Amari Cooper because I thought Cooper did a great job of escaping to get open. And then you saw the acceleration and the burst and all that to get past. Would have been a touchdown. Would have been a touchdown, you know. Uh, I, I was I, I was kind of critical of the pass he threw to uh, – to, uh, Elliott in the flat that was behind him because I thought he should have thrown it up the field. If he'd thrown it up the field, then I thought he would have scored a touchdown. But watching, I think Philadelphia, watching again on tape, Philadelphia would have probably tackled him right around the one or the two yard line. But it had given you an opportunity to maybe go for it if you wanted to at that certain situation. But uh, yeah, second half, you know, I, you know, we, Mickey talked about this as well. Philadelphia became compromised in the secondary, they started losing guys. Yep. They were down anyway. So what did you do? You took advantage of you know bad players out there trying to play zone coverage. You know, you look at the route that Alan Hearns ran. You know, free access inside. You know, against Rasul Douglas. You know, Douglas had no chance in this game. He's the one that got beat by, uh, that got beat, beat earlier with uh, with uh, Cooper. You know, on the on the pass that should have been, th- uh, been should have been caught or thrown to the, the long pass. But I, I think that to me that. I mean, I, I think that Scott Linehan actually called a really good game here. I, I mean, I, I've been I've been critical of him. I've been critical of you know I'm like, hey Garrett, I think Garrett can do this. I think Garrett, you know, but Scott did a nice job. I, I thought he had I thought he had a good plan. I thought he had a, he had an idea of how to how he wanted to attack Philadelphia. I, I think it wasn't overly run heavy, but but the runs he did call were timely, well executed blocks. You know, I thought he got in the right personnel groups. You know, and I thought the the quarterback, you know, that 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 drive that they had right before half would remind me very reminiscent of what happened in Green Bay, you know, a couple of years ago in mm-hmm. 2016. You know, right before half, they're backed up in their own end, and then they drive it out and they get a touchdown. And that really flipped the game around. So I give them a lot of credit for staying aggressive there. Where was the score at halftime? 13... 13-3? 13-3. Yeah. So they basically, in one half, hit their road average. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. okay. And thought they should have buried him though. They had they, a chance. No, they and should, they should have. Yeah, it wasn't had perfect, a, yeah, right? One perfect, but it was better. Yeah. And and then as for the defense, they gave up twenty points. I know they misplays. They gave up twenty <laughs> points. Yeah, I mean, well, I will say say that. Philly got going offensively in the second half, but I kind of had, you know, you kind of had a feeling they would. They had some opportunities in the first half and just couldn't cash in themselves. Um, Cowboys but, played well again down there, you know, and you get in yeah. score and they make them kick field goals. Yeah, that's made I mean, them kick a field goal. That's 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 key right there. Those four point plays. I mean, that's difference in games right now. They held Philadelphia to two touchdowns. Yeah, I think I think the expectations for this defense have raised. I mean, you're saying that, and I think people were expecting them to, you know, 15, 16, 17 points, you know. Yeah. Uh, but Brian's right that 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 drive before the half changed momentum. 
And Dallas got the ball, too, to start that. I know they didn't do anything with it, but at least you had the comfort of knowing you get another crack at it. Right. You know, you wish you had come down there and done something with that. But, you know, Dallas had gone into the game, into that game, and I think I'm right about this stat. They had yet to score a touchdown, or yet to score points in a two-minute drive. Is that right? I think that's. I think if I'm not mistaken, that is that going. I know I was looking at some some numbers and stuff, but Dallas didn't think had a had a any type of points in a two minute drive all season until that one in Philadelphia. And Jim mentioned the the two minute offense, and we got that was our other mailbag question. We got asked about uh, Dak seems to execute and feel comfortable when they're in that tempo type setting. Now it's not something they're going to do all the time. But he does, yeah, seem comfortable. Well, okay, now the make now, it. They had points in a two-minute drive. Well, the end of the Detroit game, they drove down and kicked a field goal. Yeah, and, and when you're behind, As time expired. Behind right? against Washington, they finally got going a little bit. Yeah, maybe it was a quarter. touchdown that they had. I don't know. It was, I thought it was something that they had not. Okay, my bad on the that. one. The Detroit, one thing I do remember was Detroit two-minute though. It was he the last. As the, the time yeah. expired, right? Yeah, well, That's it, true. It was more That's like true. a minute offense. And he drove him yeah. down against Washington. Yeah. Right? It wasn't his fault he hit the upright. Miss. Uh, I think the, the stat I heard was they haven't scored a touchdown on an opening possession yet of a game. Uh, that, that used to be something they did all the time, at I least know. at points. Yeah. But they'd march right down. Maybe you know, that's about, why they're deferring now. Yeah, Dak in the two minute or Dak in the um, two minute stuff. I think it a lot has to do with getting the right personnel on the field. Now they're, I think they're more comfortable playing with. They put, they put Gallup out there, Beasley out there, and Cooper, and Cooper out there, because the way to make a two minute offense work is not change personnel. You know, keep keep the same personnel on the field. And then keep rolling along. Find what you're happy with. Find, and then, find, yeah, yeah. Go with the guy. Keep Zeke on the field. Keep your three receivers on the field. Keep your tight end on the field if that's what you want to do. And then play that way. Then you, then you could kind of, you know, by substituting, you're kind of hurting yourself a little bit there. But I think they got guys that could play now in a two minute offense and keep them out there and they don't have to worry about them. Yeah, because you don't want to substitute. No. Because then they get the substitute that, and yeah. they can drag their butts Absolutely. out there and waste Absolutely. time. Absolutely. You don't want to do that. You yeah. want to just keep keep the good personnel you have on the field and keep going. I mentioned before the break the two changes they've made. We've talked about Cooper. His effect, uh, Mick, you said statistically they're up in a lot of categories since he's been back, even though they lost to Tennessee. Uh, there's no question he's had an impact. And the other thing I thought, second half, we saw this offensive line do what they've done in the past, and that's kind of gets stronger as the game goes on. And you know, I, I think I think Mark Colombo is having a different impact on these guys in terms of a more of a physical, aggressive approach. I think it's working so far. No, I, there's no question. You know, and and I believe I don't know if it was last night, but or one of the show might be yesterday. Mickey mentioned or somebody mentioned that that. The, that Dak and Zeke both by name called out Mark Colombo in that game. You know, they said, hey, you know, and that's, I think as a line coach, you have to appreciate, you know, if you guys, your players are noticing your heart. I mean, nobody's work, nobody works harder than Mark. Trust me. I mean, you watch practice out there. You can tell he is totally into it. He's bought in, you know, whatever they ask him to do, he's, you know the 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 adjustments they've had to make in, in the second half of that game. I thought were good. You know, with with how blocking and what they were going to do blocking wise. So, you know, they're protected. 
They ran the football well. That's all you can ask for your line coach to kind of get those guys going the right direction. It'll be interesting to see what they do when Connor Williams is ready to play. Yeah, and, and there may be another game to just evaluate what Suofilo can do. We'll see. I mean, we'll see if Connor can get back into practice this week. And He's a different type of player. There's no question about that. He's a he's a bigger guy, and you know so. Uh, but they drafted Connor Williams to to be that guy, and Mickey's right. We'll see. You know, I mean, it's. Uh, I think you know it, it would be very hard for me if, in fact, you know, you got in the Atlanta game and things were you ran the ball well again, you protected, Dak looked comfortable in the pocket throwing the football, and you know those things, those positive things. I, you know, with a short week. Do you want to turn around and say, okay, uh, well, we're going to put Connor Williams back, even though Connor Williams has played, what, seven games, right, mm-hmm. for you? So uh, I think, though, that if, if things roll along well, you might not want to change that. You might not want to change what's going on at least, you know, through, uh, through, the, you know, through the Thanksgiving uh, time of the game. Yeah, that's a good point because with a short week, even if Connor came back, he's going to get basically one practice in. They're not going to practice. It's really. going to be really and light. It's, it's going to be like the Wednesday practice they had after the, right. fill, after the right. Monday night game. And then the next week you would have a full week. So right. if, if, if he's just not horrible in right. this next game, I think you ride with it. I don't know that you have to go with it long term. I mean, Steven answered the question, and he talked about how much they like Connor Williams. And yeah. He's a rookie, and, you know, he needs to play. Uh, but when you put him in might have to do with the schedule and, and the short week. Yeah. You know, we spoke to Suofilo yesterday. He's a very professional guy. Had anybody know? talked to him until last week? Uh, I, not, I don't think on the record, you know. Yeah. I don't think he's he's held court in there before. And this is a guy that... What day does he do? Is it? He doesn't have a designated <laughs> day yet. Maybe it's Tuesday. I don't know. He, Who he, did that? Somebody said, I don't talk today. When they were Matt Lair, the former guard, he told somebody, I, don't, I only talk on Wednesdays. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, all right. Uh, that was way bad. It was like 2004. Uh, you know, this is a former second-round pick that he said yeah, he had to deal with a lot of disappointment. I mean, he got cut, Yeah, you know, and... What he's been able to do, what he was able to do last week with, you know, very minimal time on task he with gets the line, no reps. You know, that's he impressive. No reps, I mean, yeah. that last week was his first week to get reps. Yeah, right. That that and was, he shared them with uh, and Redmond, he, and he did. Yeah, he did. He did not get. He does not. I mean, trust me. He's playing some. He's looking. He's playing somebody else's guy. I mean, he's playing the. You know the. The guy from the Titans or the guy from the Texans or the guy from, you know. And, I, it, and as a former lineman, I would imagine that's a little more difficult for a lineman because continuity and communication is probably more important than, uh, you know, if you're a wide receiver and you're, you're stepping into a there, job. There's nobody that's had to deal with more change than Tyron Smith. You know, there's nobody that's had. I mean, he, he's the one guy that they, they – how many guys have, you know, since – since well, think about just last year. Think of all the different guys that have played guard. Started off with Chaz Green at guard, and then what happened? Then you went Bell at some time. Cooper was in there. Uh, did Joe Looney ever get a little bit of a war? And I mean, I mean, you know, that, I mean, it was Lyle in the past. Yeah, I mean, well, it, was, it was Collins. It was Leary, then Collins, then Leary, then Green, yeah, then Cooper. Bell went in there right. some, and now it changed again. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. This guy, he, you know, the, when he was, when, when, when Smith was really kind of humming along there, you know, he had a big, strong guy next to him. You know, he had Ron Leary next to him there, and, and that's, uh, 
you know, something you could kind of again. I, I, I trust Stephen Jones and what he's saying here. That if they're going to get Connor Williams back in there, well, good for him. But also, you have to think about the football team. You know, and and, and how you how are you playing presently? Yeah. How are you know if, if Suafila goes out there and lays a big fat egg against uh, Grady Gerald or Grady Jarrett, excuse me, then. You know, then it'll be a little bit easier to make that switch. We've got about a minute left, Steve in New York. Quickly, what's on your mind, sir? Hey guys, just real quick, um, Brett Maher. I'm not overly concerned about the field goals, but uh, all the kickoffs seem to be short on uh, on Sunday night. There was he, was he being instructed to do that? No, or I, no, he wasn't. I was. I asked that question. He was not. He was. He was told to kick it out of the end zone, and that's that. That was on him. And but. And I also I said, but hey, you guys did a nice job of covering. They said, yeah, but you don't want to do that. You want no, to kick not, that ball. Not at all. Yeah, kick yeah, that that's ball. Why I, was, I mean, and I know there he's was got no, a strong leg. That's why I was yeah. a little bit uh, surprised yeah. about and that. And Steve, there was no wind whatsoever. Yeah. No yeah. wind. No and their wind. guy was having no problem putting it five, eight yards deep. Yep. That was exactly. that was surprising. I'm not sure what happened. I thought the first one maybe they tried it, but then all the rest. Oh no, were I asked. Barely reaching the end zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah I asked that. Yeah, it's not a all right, Thank you guys. You yeah, thank you. Not a health issue that we know of. He's not on the injury report. Let's hope so. he didn't hit the wall. Yeah, but he's missed three of his last five kicks. Yeah. Three misses in the last three games. <sighs> that yeah, that to two me. games right? Well, yeah, I think it's been three. But that's it. Three. Yeah, but yeah, we were talking about you're trying to make a run, close games. They play a lot of close games. Yeah. <laughs> can't have that. They can't, they can't give up points. Because he missed two. Didn't he miss two against Washington? His kicks that he's missed have all been outdoors, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And they need did, to get him off the Did right. he miss one at, t- at the Tennessee game? Or was Tennessee, not Washington? Not sure. Why don't you? I, I know he missed the one in Washington. How much time we got? Why don't you look up that stat and tell us tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. We are out of time. We're struggling with our knowledge today. That's all right. That's all right. He's missed one in each of the last three games. That's what I said. Very good. We'll go wrong. Yeah. All right. Thanks to Kent for producing. Thanks to you guys for joining us. We'll be back with Bill tomorrow to continue breaking down Cowboys Falcons. See you guys on Thursday. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!